Well, we're, we're back for another episode of Can I Have a Word With You? I mean, this is close to a year and we just, we just stop. We just don't say no. Either we figure it out, we, we get yep. our phone, we're on the video when we can, and we record these. Sometimes they're weekends, sometimes they're a, a Monday night before we post them on Tuesdays. And <laughs> no edits, no bumper music, just nope. conversation. And, and I get, I get, I know you get broken record here, Captain Obvious. I really <laughs> look forward to these times where we just get to unpack some things and just chat about yep. how much our words matter and what we say to ourselves and say out loud and share with other people and how we communicate and our words are just so powerful. Yeah. Well, I think that today uh, we were talking about this earlier and I said, and I kind of had this idea to put a spotlight back on Bruce and some of the things that he does. We we talked before how he does his, um, he has a book called above the chatter. Our words matter. But along with that, something that's been ongoing is he does, a walk and talk. And he also does uh, every day puts out a new word, a mindset message, which, you know, kind of like my blogs all ended up being in two books, your mindset messages turned into your book. And then you have, I don't know how many hundreds after that book was published that continued that you don't miss a day, right? Yeah, um, I write every weekday. And, you know, I take a little bit of time off on the weekends and, and I do the walk and talks on Saturday mornings, eight o'clock Eastern. I just go on my Facebook page and chat about a word, what's on my mind. And it's it's a it's a cleansing aspect. It's a way for me to be still. We, you know, we talk a lot about finding the moment to be calm. And I, I try to share out what a specific word that I wrote that week meant to me. And we have folks that jump on and comment. Sometimes folks will come on live and we'll kick the word back and forth with two with a split screen as I'm walking. And it's just a way for me to continue to grow as best I can and really pay attention to the words I use. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a practice. It's something that I, that I really want to become really good at is about how words can really be so powerful and how they can impact ourselves as we speak to ourselves and equally how they can mean so many different things to others when we say them. And sometimes it's unintentional. Like it can be a great encouraging word or we can go, Oh my God, I didn't know. And it could be a downward spiraling word. So that helps me pay attention. Yeah. Well, first of all, I have to say that that sounds really hard to walk and talk and record yourself and split the screen and talk to other people. That sounds is way above my skill level. So good for you. You've progressed nicely in that area, Bruce. Um, as we've talked about, we both have a few skills in unpacking words and writing books, but neither of us are like stellar at all our technology and social media stuff. We're just doing the best we can because we want to get this message out there to people. So we have overcome, you know, the learning curve has been very steep for both of us trying to figure this out when we muddle through it and so i'm super proud of you for that because that is something that's not in either of our wheelhouses naturally but well, tell I, had, people I had a I, I had a lot of people encourage me and i was just like you said it's sort of like be, be willing to be a beginner at something all the time yeah and i tried to embrace that and said just press the facebook live button and just say hello and say this is what's on my heart so that has progressed and 
become, I'll admit it, become an addiction. It's something that I like, I got to get out and do this on Saturday. Sometimes it's too cold. So we call it a, a sit and share inside. Sometimes I'm running an errand and it's a drive and thrive, but for the most part, it's a, it's a walk and talk. And I share one of the mindset messages. Yeah. Well, you'll be, you should be glad you don't live in Illinois because it is brutally windy and cold here um, all winter and today. So you're in a little bit warmer part of the country. That's good. So I want you to tell people though, how you got started or what anniversary this is of your mindset messages and how you got started doing it. Cause I think it's really, a lot of people probably did something similar. Um, few more people, um, grieved and through tantrums and you instead started a mindset message on this, uh, event. I had written the book and had done some podcasting and gotten some feedback that, you know, a single word can really have a major impact on just how we think, how we start our day, a trigger, you know, it can lift us up, it can tear us down. And it's really that simple, a single word, right? And it was whatever, I think it was March, mid-March, about this time, actually three years ago today, everything shut down. And I'm a pretty gregarious person. I mean, I love being around people and out and a lot of the a lot of the corporate work I've done has been customer relationships and you know trying to help solve problems with clients, whether it's with technology or services or whatever the you know the industry I was in. Mm-hmm. And that all shut down. It was like you can't go see them. And the industry that I'm in is the healthcare services industry. There's a whole other story about that. We've talked about that in the previous podcast about what drew me to healthcare. And this, the, the miracle of my mother's giving birth to me and the surgeons and all the beautiful miracles that happened there. But all of a sudden, I couldn't go see a customer. I couldn't walk into the four walls of a hospital and try to solve a problem or bring some service people in to help fix something or work on a business problem. I said, well, what can I do? And so I just created a short email list and I just started writing or initially just started taking words out of my book and just say, I got to share these and I'll I'll do it and see what happens. Not like I'm looking for a response, but it's almost like I can't see you, but I see you. And I just want you to be encouraged today. Like go say, yes, I can. Or, you know, today will be great. Get ready, expect a terrific day. Or, you know, we all have gifts. God installed features to share. You know, my way of writing words vertically and just using the letters and it just blossomed and I was getting feedback. And one of my customers called me who has 1,500 employees that report to him. And he said, my my administrative assistant and I had a meeting and we're going to send it to every employee every morning. It's like, okay, now I've got accountability, right? And then I started posting on social media, not just emails, but my LinkedIn, my Instagram pages, my Facebook pages. And I just realized that without me even knowing it, it was reaching like 7,500 people a day, not like getting likes and shares and, you know, shout outs and comments, but just, wow, this could have a ripple effect. And if somebody's having a bad day and we send out the word, I don't know, kindness, someone stops and thinks about it, maybe it does a little thing. And and that's all I'm about. I'm all about 
an incremental impact that could be greater than I'll ever know about and don't mm -hmm. care. And I, don't from, I really don't, but making an impact and, and staying humble because it's not me. It's, 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 it's God's word. I get a pen. I just sit. I sit in the morning. Actually, I use my phone. And it's like, okay, what's going to be the day? And usually it comes out of a verse that I've read or a chapter that I'm reading in the Bible, and I get some inspiration. I look at the word and, mm -hmm. and that. So I know that's a long-winded answer, but that's how it started. It started on how can I reach someone today who might be as troubled with not being able to see someone as I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You took, you know, I love that from the very beginning, you just said, well, okay, guess we're just going to do it different. I mean, we're not going to change then always be able to change the things that are going on around us that we don't like our circumstances. Yeah. The only thing we have control of is what we do with those circumstances that we've been given. And no, I didn't, know it was, I didn't know it was going to be three years. But actually, I actually decided, I think at, at the word f number 500, I said, look, I mean, this is, and I wrote, I even wrote an email. I said, five days down, like 495, I said, okay, I'm going to do five more. Okay, four more, three more, two. And I started getting some comments like, and, and this, I didn't do it for that reason, which it may sound like it was like, well, what are people going to say? If stop? I just started getting some messages saying, we understand, we really appreciate what you've done and we're going to miss it. And then you know, three days, two days, one day. I was like, I don't know if I can, I'm in such a lifestyle. I can't stop. It's, it's like, I can't stop until it stops. And when it becomes a chore and, and I, you know, so, um, you know, there's enough material or content or what do you want to call it in that whole world of building content that there's enough for another book, another series of books. I've used them so much in podcasts. I've got some that are favorites. Mm -hmm. It just kind of land on me like, wow that that impacts me and they always do they always impact me more than i know they could ever anyway yeah else. so besides ones that are in your book and i would encourage everyone to get his book that above the chatter our words matter and um use that to encourage yourself as you go through each day but like what's one of your favorite words that you may have done either on your walk and talk or on your mindset messages uh, in the last week or two yeah and what i do is i write them as my the mindset messages and then i'll usually pick one for the walk and talk and then kind of dive a little bit more deeply because it's usually pretty close to my heart of what that is and and um god there's there's so many but probably one of the favorites was recently i, I did this week um as as i you know i've got so many great in my world, it's mostly men around me that are we're lifting each other and holding ourselves accountable to be the best men we can and be the men that God intended us to be in this second half of life that most of the guys I'm around are, right? We're, we're at that age of we're on the back nine of life, as we say. And so there's so much faith and so much scripture and so much talking about the, the challenges we have and how we're called to be more and to be what God's intended us. Um, to be and turning things over to him when we struggle and one I've, I've never I've, I've started writing words and then tying it to a single verse in the Bible. so what drove that word whether it was abide and it might have been something in Deuteronomy or obey where it was you know Ruth right and and that chapter where there was just so much obedience 
So um, not to interrupt you, but I'm going to interrupt you. That seems like a shift, though, that I don't even know if you realize yet that you've done. That's a new nuance to something you've been doing consistently, which is part of the name of any type of speaking or um, writing is the consistency, which you've kind of mastered in this. But now you've included this nuance of scripture directly in your acrostic and yeah. so I think that's cool. Well, um, so maybe it's been an omission. Maybe it's something that like, okay, you know, it's hard, right? You, you do something that you find passion and joy in. And do we always turn that back and be grateful for where, it, from where it came? And, you know, that might be in being still or being like aware or being just grateful. And I always was in that because I never knew what the word was going to be. But now I am trying to, I'm not just trying to tie it to something because often it's my reading that stimulates it. Mm -hmm. I do that. I try to bag that. So this one was really interesting because in each, normally, right, it's a letter, it's a word. And then what does the letter mean, right? Like gifts, God installed features to share. Boom. It's just that, right? Or, you know, commit, count on me making it there. If you're going to make a commitment, that's one way to commit is to tell yourself you're going to make it there. Well, the one that I think has meant the most to me recently is I wrote the word, I can settle, S-E-T-T-L-E. And then I wrote after that, why? Like, why can I settle? And I struggled with it a bit because, you know, we're, you know, as we're driven and we try to reach goals and strive for things, settle can be like, I settled like out of court. I, I, I accepted less than I should have. So I settled for something, right. Or I, you know, I, um, it was just good enough settled. But then I thought about, you know, the, the, um, you know, the horses and the carriages going across the continental divide to go settle land that had never been tamed before or been even part of, right. Or is it okay to settle into something like by letting go? Like I'm going to settle into God's controlling things instead of mine being have to be in control and to solve everything. I can settle my mind that there's a bigger plan than what I'm trying to orchestrate. And you know, I talk about that all the time about the, the, the control factor or the stubbornness or those other things in other podcasts. And, so when I wrote Settle, the interesting thing I looked at and I said, there's got to be a verse associated with every letter in Settle, not just some sentence or word that Bruce comes up with. So it took me some time, but I thought about what does it mean and why should I be so comfortable to settle into God's plan? even if I don't know what that is. Does that make any sense, Heather? Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Well, I can't wait to hear what all your verses are. How did I do that? How, how can we, like, and it takes trust and faith and obedience mm -hmm. and being willing and being available, right, to be able to do that. And it's not an easy thing 
because our nature is to control things, right? So to me, I write, I'll write it vertically, S-C-T-T-L-E. And the S is Matthew 6, 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. If I can do that, I can settle. Mm-hmm. If I find it, if I look for it, if I'm constantly on the path to seek it, I can settle. Mm-hmm. Right? The E is 1 Timothy 4, verses 4. Everything God has created is good. Okay. I can settle there too, right? I'm good in that understanding that everything that's been created is good by God, right? I mean, you, me, our environment, that's the intention. So if we, if we land there, that's a beautiful place to be. The T, first T, of course, Proverbs 3, verses 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. If I can trust, I can settle. I can be in a place of comfort, not con- not complacency, not unwilling, right. not just sitting yeah. back on the sofa, but trusting. That's Man, when I can get to that place, all the messiness in my head that happens if I'm not there goes away. The second T, Psalms 28, 7, the Lord is my strength and my shield. So if the Lord is truly there, which he is, my strength and my shield, what battle do I, A, need to fight? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yes, I certainly need to put myself in there and, and be right obedient. In a, but what battle can I lose? It's impossible if he is in the center of my life as my strength and my shoulders. Mm-hmm. The L in settle is Psalms 23, 2, lays me down in green pastures. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but find some freshly cut grass in a park or my front yard. The sun's just over the crest. It's starting to kind of get a little cooler on a summer afternoon. I can lay there. I can fall asleep in that pasture just because i'm settled and it's calming and it's still and it's all those other things that we either talked about in previous podcasts or future ones about the power of those words and then the e is philippians 4 6 and 7 enables peace beyond my understanding now to to i'll I'll unpack this because i i had the absolute honor of being asked by legendary Christian author and publisher Jack Countryman to write a chapter in his most recent book called The Miracle of Peace. And he asked me, Bruce, have you ever had in your life peace beyond your understanding? Like you received this calmness in your life in a moment where there was nothing but despair or chaos that you had no idea where that came from. And when he asked me that question, I, it was very easy for me to answer that yes. And that was when I was attending my father's funeral. Hmm. And my mother had passed many years before, very suddenly. Kind of know that story about her medical trauma when I was born. And my father, but he said, he, he, he put his hand on her and gave me to her for 22 years. So she passed when I was 22, grateful, loved life. Just 
always grateful for another breath because of her almost dying when she gave birth to me. But my dad, who had open heart surgery, his life kind of slowed down, a little bit of forgetfulness in memory, dementia, full-on Alzheimer's and Parkinson's, died incredibly slowly. Like it was, it was a 10-year-ish mm. mint, if you will. And then he passed, and he passed about uh, six months before our oldest daughter was born. And I was angry. I was really angry at God that my daughter would never meet the two most influential people in my life. And he took my mom quickly, and I was thinking and praying, keep him there, heal him so that my young oldest daughter would get to experience what I did with my parents. And not everybody has that parent relationship. I get that. But I was really angry at God about it. And I had the opportunity to speak to the pastor who did the graveside service. And the next day was going to be the memorial. And I went up to him and I said, you know, you really don't know me. I've moved away. I've started my family, my life, and I'm here for the funeral. But I, I moved away. And I said, I'd like you to know some things about my dad that maybe you can use you know, in your, in your memorial service tomorrow. And I don't know where he came with his wisdom, but he did. He said, no, I think I have a better idea, Bruce. I'd like to invite you to do the eulogy for your father. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. I didn't ask for that. Right. I was just trying to lob <laughs> some <didn't> stuff. <laughs> I didn't know that. So Nothing crazy. It was your first speaking gig. That was one of my first speaking engagements where, I mean, if, if you knew if you knew me growing up, if I was asked to talk in a classroom, I was probably going to cry. My throat was going to lob up. Everything was, I was like, I was just not comfortable with that. <laughs> so the peace beyond understanding that I got, which is, you know, Philippians 4, 6, and 7, Nabel's peace beyond the understanding was I started writing and it just wouldn't stop. It was, here's what I wanted people to know about my father. How, what I remembered about him. And then I ended with a poem. It basically was about if I can be half the father he was, I will be just fine. What I realized in that writing, Heather, was I the piece I got was I wanted my dad so bad to be the teacher, continue to be the teacher that he was to me or mm -hmm. our daughter. And, you know, hopefully more children we were blessed with too. But I realized that wasn't going to happen. And so the piece I got was that I sort of absorbed. Now I'm the teacher for the next 20 minutes in front of this group of folks that came to my dad's memorial service. And just to teach them what I'd like them to know about the kind of man he was. And when I finally got to that part of the whole scenario and the process I was in incredible peace it was so easy for me to step up and just tell that story because I felt like everything had transitioned from my anger of come on God you know really neither of them get this you know to ah now take so what has that done I think over the last my oldest daughter's now 25 over the last you know 25 years it's really taught me and it transitioned me into that. And that most of the time gives me time to settle into the fact that he's got us. 
Mm-hmm. I settle for less. It's like, I don't, have, I don't have to own all of this. If I mm-hmm. really trust in them, if I really seek ye the kingdom of God, if everything God has created is good, if I trust in the Lord with all my heart, the Lord is my strength and my shield and my, sh- and my strength and my shield. He lays me down in green pastures. And if he embraces peace beyond my understanding. So mm-hmm. that's probably my most favorite word um, of all thousand of them that I've written would be to be comfortable in settling into what he has planned for us. Mm-hmm. I, I love how you and I talk a lot about things that are, what's the word that you told us that I asked you where, where words are good and they can be bad. Oh, there's a, yeah, it's called, it's called, it's called contronyms. It's words that can be the same word, but they'd have two options. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, when a lot of t- people throw around the word settle, like, well, I'm not going to settle for him or I'm not going to settle for, you know, people, my, I'm not lowering my expectations. I'm not settling for that. And we, that's the negative side. But <clears throat> what I hear in those verses is just the two things. One is just the idea, you know, I picture a family settling down to watch a movie together or cuddle up on the couch when it's cold outside, you know, you settle in, you got your food, you got your popcorn, or you got your people or your people, and you just settle, settle in. And then I also think of it as something in my own life where I'm kind of going off on something. Usually it's me venting and ranting to my husband about something. And he just says, all right, Heather, settle down, just settle down. And I feel like that's what God has to say to me. Like, like, just settle down. I got you. Just settle down. Just don't take everything so seriously. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And then I think it's interesting that you picked that word because part of why you began this journey of putting out these mindset messages is because it was a way to help people settle down. The world is, was in upheaval and people are afraid and scared and anxious and wound up in their spirits. And your mindset messages was a way to help them settle, to settle in, listen to some things that God might say to them and to settle their bodies to just settle down. I, I thank you for that. And I, I will uh, not let you in on a secret, but I will reaffirm that all of these words I need. Um, so my wife and I often have these conversations and she may be going off on something or I might be. And I'll say, well, I'm not I'm not talking at you. You just happen to be sitting there while I'm speaking out loud. <laughs> and that's what I think a lot of the words that I've written have done is they've been as much for me and that's why the saturday morning walk and talks allow me to kind of explain a little bit more about where i was coming from with that and ask folks a question about you know like have you ever had peace beyond your understanding or or if you're going through a struggle you know the g might be you know getting in a place you can't get out of well and that might be the g right and i'm like well, you know, I'm there and it's tough. And and just to say you're not alone, mm-hmm. yet we don't have to, we don't have to celebrate the mess. We don't have to celebrate our problems. 
we can speak to them and then say, where's the inspiration where we can move? Yeah. God gives us that. Yeah. And you and I, that's the whole reason why we get on here and do this for anyone else to listen to is that our whole goal is to help others know that they're not alone in their struggles and that there's hope. And so we try to share in our messiness. All the things we talk about are absolutely things that we struggle with um, and probably make some progress in and then struggle with it again. So it's not a perfect thing. Um, yeah. But we are here to encourage others to to just uh, keep getting as getting as better as you can and, uh, you know, go along for the ride with us to you know, turning it all over to God one day at a time. That's right. You know, we, there wouldn't be beautiful seashells on the shore if the tide didn't come in and then go out and bring them in and bring them out. And it, the hard part is that creates some angst, some anxiety, some stress, some chaos in life where we can't always see it. And um, I don't know. The word settle really stuck with me because, man, who better to settle with than the, the one who has the bigger plan, has the plan and knows mm -hmm. why, you know, we're all built for a reason and it, yeah. it is in his divine purpose. So <clears throat> we struggle with trying to figure that out sometimes instead of kind of letting it happen. Into yeah. being so thanks for letting oh. me unpack my mindset messages and my walks and talks and it's um yeah tell people again i know it's on our site and stuff but how they can get to those because those are probably just on your facebook yeah they're on my facebook page uh bruce pulver my facebook page above the chatter bruce pulver which is more of the book page instagram same thing above the chatter bruce pulver and then on linkedin if, even on business i'm trying to keep you can go and see every morning mostly that's just what i do i comment on other things but you can just scroll through that. My LinkedIn is Bruce Pulver. So you could just, you know, um, Google Bruce Pulver. And it's the, the unfortunate, unfortunately, I show up a lot. Um, no, I'm kidding. But um, that's it. Above the chatter, our words matters, the website. But the social is the best place to kind of get those. And, you know, who knows what tomorrow will be. I'll write, I'll write another word as we get into year three plus. Yep. That's awesome. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening. And, um We'll sign off here. We went longer than normal, but that's what happens when we let Bruce just talk and talk. <laughs> no, I wanted to highlight him today because it is a significant day for him. So I'm very happy for you, Bruce, and glad that God connected us. Thank you, Heather. And it's all his glory. And uh, me too. It's, it's great to be with you and have these conversations. They're so easy. Until next time, can I have a word? Everyone. We'll see you all later. Take care. <laughs>